This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 517 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by EquestrianCollections.com. Hi, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Linda Houck, owner of Tapestry Equine Services. In 1983, Linda was a member of the Junior Ontario three-day event team, and in 1984, she achieved her A-level in Pony Club. She also has a BSc from the University of Guelph with a major in wildlife biology. Linda is also the creator of Spursuader, an innovative spur which, by way of its unique design, elicits a better response than the traditional sharp-edged spur. It's available in English and Western styles. Today's tip is the who, what, and how of becoming a technical delegate. But first, a word about today's sponsor, EquestrianCollections.com. When you need to resupply, replace, update, or invest in the stuff that makes your horse life possible, stop by EquestrianCollections.com first. Browse through some 7,000 boot choices from great brands like Ariat, Boggs, Mountain Horse, Ovation, Smoky Mountain, and more. Outfit yourself in the latest and the greatest. And don't forget your horse. EquestrianCollections.com offers some 400 blankets, sheets, and coolers from Buckus, Amigo, and Rambo by Horseware, Hug, Kensington, Triple Crown Custom, and Weatherbeta, just to name a few. Your horse will be warm and dry and stylish this winter. Not sure what type of saddle pad you want? Well, go to Equestrian Collections because they have over 600 different choices. No matter whether you ride English, Western, or bareback around the backyard, EquestrianCollections.com has the most amazing selection of brand name products you are going to find anywhere. So stop by today, EquestrianCollections.com. Now, enjoy today's tip. And welcome back, Linda Houck, persuader, inventor, TD, and all-around creative horsewoman. What wonderful tip have you got to educate us with today? Jen, I thought we would talk about what it takes to become a technical delegate. Ooh. Qualifications, personality traits. Is it really a job that you want to become involved in? Ooh, tell me, tell me. How, what? Well, your technical <sighs> delegate. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Well, the technical delegate, it's a key personnel um, in, in, in an event organization, we're part of a, a great team of, of people that work together to put on a horse trials um, with the organizer, your course builder, your course designer, your ground jury. Uh, we're just a key person that uh, is really responsible for all the technical aspects of running an event safely and, and within the rules. Okay, so I am Susanna and I want to become a technical delegate. How do I go about doing that? Well, you'll have to contact your national federation and let them know that you're interested in becoming a technical delegate. What you'll have to do as well is you'll have to mentor with some TDs, and what that means is you'll have to go to the pre-inspections for events, and you'll have to shadow them. And I just did one this past weekend uh, with someone who's interested in being a technical delegate, 
So we go out on the course, we measure all the cross-country fences. I'll get their input on what do you think of the construction of this fence or do you think this is a suitable fence for this level? We'll look at the layout of the course. Does it flow? Is it too difficult? Is it too hilly? Is there things that we could change about the, the event, maybe a bit differently than what the course designer or organizer looked at? We have to um, look at all the aspects of the event. So that mentor um, will become aware in, in the layout of, of events and what works well and what doesn't necessarily work well. And they get the experience by, by mentoring with various TDs. Do you ever get to choose who you mentor with, or is it a case of you call them up and they assign you competitions? How does that all work as no, as the proposed TD? Yeah, no, you pretty much get to choose who you want to mentor with depending on where you live. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if you want to go, you know, mentor with someone in Florida, then then contact the Federation and say, look, is it okay if I go mentor with this person? Um, again, I'm up here in Canada. It might be a little bit different in the state. Mm-hmm. But Equine Canada, I'll just contact them and say, look, I'd really like to mentor with this person. They make sure it's all good to go. And, and actually, we look forward to it because it's an extra set of hands to help us with all that measuring and, and input. And yeah. yeah, it's quite rewarding. Quite it's rewarding. A, it's a very physical job, TDing, isn't it? Yeah, and that's a great point, Jen, because you can have, you know, five levels at a, at a show, you know, from from pre-entry up to intermediate, whatever, and you've got to get out and you've got to measure all those those single fences and make sure they're legal and within all the specifications for heights and widths, and it does. It takes a lot of, of physical work. You're quite right. So you, you want to be fit for sure. Yeah, anyway. So you've contacted your federation, be it in Canada, New Zealand, America. You've done some mentoring. Now, is there a specific number of times, amount of time, that mentoring process happens? Yeah. Again, depending on your level, because there's level one, which is your your entry-level technical delegate who can TD up to the training level, and they have to have have three different evaluations from two different TDs for that level. Yeah. So make sure, this is a note to self, make sure when mentoring, bring... Dunkin' Donuts, coffee, and biscuits to show. You'll get a better review. Okay, I've got that. So <laughs> you've, done, you've done your mentoring. It's all about the food and coffee for me. Um, so you've done your mentoring. You've done that successfully. You remember to bring the Java to the show, and you've gotten some good reviews. What's the next step? Well, um, there's also, again, here in, in, in Canada, and it's, it would have to be the same, I would think, across the world, there is an officials, um, let's say it's called a workshop, and every three years here in Canada, to keep our, our level status, we have to go to a, an officials meeting. And, and for us, it's here. It's, it's at the Bromont three-day event in the, in the spring. And so what you do is you've got three, three days of course material. So you, we talk about any of the rules, rule changes. Um, we've been fortunate enough to, to talk with the course designers and you know, where, what were they thinking when they did that combination or, you know, what did they think of their, their course in, in, in general? We get to talk with other TDs and how they implement safety plans or mm-hmm. uh, risk management, that kind of thing. Um, so and, it's you, you know, you get to, to learn from each other. You know, hey, what happened to you? I had a helicopter land at an event once as a TD. And until you have that happen to you, you really Ooh. don't think of all the little things that need to come into play. Well, that begs the question. 
was the helicopter supposed to be landing at your event? Well, it's funny because where I was teething at this event, they're on the pathway. Uh, they're close to a hospital, and I guess it goes right over their, their, their farm. And we've had a rider down. It wasn't anything serious, but they picked up the radio communication. So they figured oh. they, were in the ra- they were in the area, so they'd come on in and see how we were all doing. Oh, dear. I bet you that caused some, like, worry lines or gray hairs to be created unnecessarily. Oh, you bet. So we made sure the controller, and again, things, little things like everyone get off your horses, any big umbrellas in the area because of the, the draft these helicopters create. Um, just as a safety thing, all of that was addressed, and then, you know, we would radio to the controller, just let everybody know the rider's fine, you know? Yeah. Just, and then once they landed and, and disembarked, it was like, how come you guys are here? Well, you know, we picked it up on the air channel, and we thought, we, you know, we were in the area, and it's like, and wow. I'm, I'm sure it never occurred to those guys really trying to do their job and, and, and be be proactive, it never occurred to them that an unscheduled helicopter landing at a horse competition could cause some serious ramifications. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was, it had to have been, it was actually quite a surreal experience, Dan, watching this helicopter circling and get lower and get lower, and we're all looking at each other going, is he about to land? And lo and behold, he did, but you know, wow. those are the things that you're learning to pick up along the way, and you know, at these kinds of get-togethers where all the TDs are meeting and you're learning, you know, you can share an experience like that, and everybody learns from it. So you have your continuing ed. So as a person who's a, who wants to become a TD, you go to those meetings just like the current TDs do to do their continuing ed. So you attend the meetings, and then how do you go? What's, what, what's the final step of here's your technical delegate card? What's that final step that happens? Well, you also have a written exam. Aha. Uh-huh. There had to be yeah. one of those. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's, it's, it'll take a long time, you know, but it's the rule book. And the good thing is it's an open book exam, at least here in Canada it is. And they want you, and it's a great way to do an exam because it makes you learn the rule book. So they'll give you a situation and they'll give you, you know, they'll ask you a question, you know, um, how many penalties is it for the first cross-country quit kind of deal. And they want you to reference where did you find that rule. So oh, it's pretty involved, but, you know, I'll be honest, it's a great way to learn the rule book and, and where this is and where that is. And, you know, at your horse right. shows, you're going to have people come up to you and, and, you know, fire a question at you. I always carry my rule book with me and say, one second, let me find it in the rule book. Here it is. And this is what the ruling is on your question that you just asked me. Yeah, I guess if you're a technical delegate, vague is not something you want to be. No. Absolutely not. They would rather, I think it's more professional that you say, can you just give me a second, let me just make sure the, the rule is what I think it is, and then regardless, I, I could be quite confident, I'll show them the rule and it's, okay, yeah, here it is, no problem, thank you so much for looking into that for me. Because the, rider's the, the rider is the, the customer and we're really there to you know, keep the customer happy and as a technical delegate you want to be really approachable. People want to know that, you know what, you're part of the team. If I have a question, I have a query, I want to know that I can come up to you and, and we can talk about something. Wow. That's, that, you know, and it's, it's very interesting that the whole process there. So once prospective Susanna, technical delegate, she has contacted her federation. She has gone out and mentored successfully with several other TDs. She has taken her open book test and passed with flying colors 
then she becomes a technical delegate at a specific level, right? Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Yay! And then every year she goes back and does more continuing education. So the helicopter story, which frankly, that's that's right at the top of my list of fun stories for horse shows. <laughs> Unscheduled <laughs> helicopter landing. Um, that sounds kind of high stress. Are there different um, skills or personality types or lifestyles that you think, oh, this sort of person... TD is something that they're really going to enjoy and get a rush out of, or ooh, maybe TDing is not going to be your cup of tea? You know, that's actually a great question, Jen. Um, I think first and foremost, time management. Once that show starts, it can become a very busy day. You can have two dressage or more rings running. You can have the show jump going simultaneous to the cross-country You've got jump judges that need to be moved. You've got rings that need to be reset. Um, you might have a fall. You've got to be able to coordinate your safety, your, your safety personnel, your medics. You need to be really good at time management and multitasking. That's the one that really came to mind for me. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Multitasking is huge because even though I'm listening to my radio and all the cross-country stuff that's going on, somebody's just come up to me and said, look, I've got a question. So, you know, you're, you're trying to, to keep a pulse on everything at the horse show. Now, as a technical delegate, and having never been a technical delegate, um, do you find that being able to delegate a responsibility quickly and efficiently when things are falling apart at the seams, is that something that's going to be a really important skill for you to be able to say, okay, um, we just had somebody come unglued in the cross-country course. I need to make sure that process happens smoothly. Um, William over here, you need to help this rider who has a question about a penalty on their dressage test. Is that, is that type of delegation something that's part of the life of a, of a TD? Um, honestly, not really, because you, are, you as a technical delegate are responsible for looking into inquiries and protests and that kind of stuff. So... Uh, first and foremost, well, you've got to be able to prioritize. So if I have something happening on the cross-country, and that is the pressing matter right now, the scoring issue can wait. That's just, you know sorry, William, you're going to have to wait a few minutes. Yeah, and you just say it politely, but, you know, once the cross-country starts, that's the TD's priority. So, every, you know, every event is run slightly different. Not every event has what we call a cross-country controller or a safety controller who monitors every horse out on course. When you have one of those people in place, life can be so much easier. But there's events where we don't have that kind of uh, person available, so the TB very much becomes the cross-country controller. So once that cross starts, that's where our number one priority goes to. Now, Mm -hmm. if I'm confident with the personnel that are out there, I've got a cross-country controller, I just now heard it, I've just been paged on the radio to, to the secretary, there's a query here on scoring, if I feel comfortable that everything else is being looked after, then I'll go back and deal with the scoring issue. But I never stop listening to what's happening on cross. So you have to be a multitasker. You have to be really good at prioritizing. And I suspect um, you have to be comfortable in a diplomatic role because sometimes you're going to give people some information and a decision that's going to disappoint. You know what, Jen? You're absolutely right. Um, 
there's going to be the little one that's absolutely heartbroken that, no, I did not have that quit, or the classic one, no, I did not go galloping by that fence. And you've got to go and investigate it. And, again, it's absolutely fair play across the board. It can be the Olympic-level rider, and it can be the little one at entry level. You're both getting the same treatment. You're getting the fairness of I'm going to absolutely check out your query, I'm going to go talk to the jump judge, I'm going to listen to your version, and you never let the two meet. You don't let a, a, a rider that's at that ever go talk to a jump judge. You know, the TD is the mediator. You're the one that's meant to, to, to settle these, these queries. And depending on the two versions, you're going to make a decision and it needs to stand. Wow. So you so... have to, that, that's part of your personality. So if you're easily you know, intimidated, shall we say, then maybe this isn't the job for you because many a time a rider will come with, you know, a whole bunch of people in tow and you're going to have to say, you know what, I just need to have a chat with the rider. Would you all kindly just wait outside the tent and let me get the rider's story? And you'll have parents that can be quite aggressive and say, well, no, you know, I said it was this way and it, and it happened that way and you're, you're just going to have to say, look, I just need to talk to the rider right now. I'd really appreciate it. Wow. That's a lot. So we're going to sum this all up. You want to become a technical delegate. You have to be a person who either is or wants to be physically fit. You have to be a person who loves and appreciates travel yeah. And, yeah. and poor weather conditions. You have to be a multitasker who has a real affinity for prioritizing and a good skill set for diplomacy. And you know what? One of the last things that really can be, uh, it is, it, it's a very another important piece of the puzzle, Jen, is that you have ridden yourself at event, in eventing. Personal experience. Absolutely, because as you go up the levels of TD, um, you know, as, a, as, a, as a, a rider or a, a TD that has been a high-level rider, it gives you the confidence to look at a fence, its design, where it's situated, and go, you know what? That isn't going to ride very well there. Maybe five feet back, five feet in front is a much nicer approach for the horse because you know what it feels like to have jumped something like that. Yeah, that's, yeah, nothing like personal experience of seeing it with your eyes and then felt it through the saddle. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, Jen. Very important. Well, there you go. Now, I have come to the conclusion through this conversation that I'm neither qualified. Nor, nor the personality type to be a technical delegate. But boy, I'm glad people like you are. <laughs> well, good, good for you to realize that. It's a really tough. <laughs> you know, it's part SWAT team and part Henry Kissinger, really. <laughs> yeah, and again, you know, there, there's not. This isn't a power trip. Being a technical delegate real is not by any means all about being in control, in charge, and being heavy-handed. It's just being part of the team, um, and just it can be a great experience. Um, be pro- be approachable, but be fair. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a there's quite the balancing act. The the guys you see in Las Vegas with nine plates balanced on those long sticks. That's that's you guys, and uh, we're thrilled that you do it and you do it well. And once again, Linda, persuader inventor. Thank you so much for stopping by. I learned a ton again today, and I have flipped my page over and I'm using green ink today for my scratchy notes. And thank you so much. And uh, thanks for stopping by and we'll see you again soon. All right. Thanks again, Jen, for having me on. Love being here.
Well, there you go. Thanks a whole bunch, Linda. I know way more than a, about technical delegates that I did before. To listen to all of Linda's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the experts drop down menu on the left. You can also go to Linda's website at www.tapestryequine.ca. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover. You can subscribe to all of the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.